inside the trap Take me off the market Take me off the map all right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spin the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosakis. Get a dose. 877-37-GRIND. Um, all right, keeping it moving. A lot of things going on. The breaking news with Diggs kind of got us off track a little bit. Um, Matthew Rain is checking in with his Facebook Live. says, yes, Trayvon ACL torn today. Hand emoji over face. Um, yeah, Matthew, we just talked about it. I know you probably just t- caught us on the stream, but like I said, Matthew, um, significant injury, uh, but it could have been worse. Could have been number 11. Could have been number four. You know, um, as long as that defensive line is intact until somebody can show that they can put a drive against this defense, um, I think pressure up front is going to make for you could have below average corners and you could still have a top defense if you're if you're getting pressure like that, you know. Um, but they've been here before, so I don't think it's going to and under Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy, so I don't think it's going to take them really that long to get adjusted. I don't think it'll be that much of a difference. Now, if you play, I mean, you come across somebody like a Miami Dolphins. Um, who else you want to say? If, I mean, coming but, up, yeah, week week five, I think it is Cowboys Niners. Yeah, if you come about with somebody that has multiple like ways they can get you in the passing game, or has a real good one-two combo receiver, that's where I was going with the Dolphins situation. Like you play a Waddle Tyreek Hill, yeah, that, that's a yeah, that's going to show up like a sore thumb if you drop down in talent from Diggs to the guy behind him. But it is what it is. Uh, moving along, um, Denver, you know, they're getting prepared to, speaking of Miami, to play the Dolphins. Uh, just a couple things. You know, the whole thing about after watching Russ's press conference in regards to this whole verbiage and dumbing it down, um, he just didn't want to give in to that. He he just, you know, the, the PC way he talks is just saying, hey, uh, we might change a, little, a couple little things, you know, nothing really bad. It's just really just getting it in and out the plays and that's that. Um, because at the end of the day, man, you, you don't get to – as quirky as people think he comes across, you don't get to that level without having some real self-confidence and some moxie about you. Um, and really, and you could tell Russ is a guy that really cares about what people think of him to a certain extent. And, you know, in regards to his play, his preparation, everything. Um, and I just feel that, you know, Sean kind of doubled down on it again. And, and that's why I said on Monday, this is the first – test i believe in their working relationship which has looked pretty good through two weeks i mean they either one of them i mean sean's not the defensive minded coach and russ don't play defense so that is kind of one of those things to where up until now you can't really say it's been that problem now this goes back to where a lot of people was trying to say it ain't really about sean payton fixing russ he needs to fix the different broncos and this is at a turn point of the season you got to assume i mean i think it might be close to what people think but you got to assume they're going to be 0-3 oh, uh, unless this defense shows up from last year that played. Uh, if they don't, you assume they'll be 0-3 oh, going to Chicago, and that's the time where it's like, okay, now it's time for Sean to go ahead and pretty much right the ship and get it right and figure out some wins. You know, how am I going to get back to 500? Because the truth of the matter is if you go in and get a W against Miami – and you hand them the first loss where Miami is pretty much top two, worst case scenario, top three in a lot of people's power rankings that do that stuff. And you staring at a trip to Chicago to get back 500, 
in time enough for week five in the Jets, which is a whole different ball game now with no Aaron Rodgers and what's going on there, back in the fight game. The back in the fight game. So it's a lot riding on it. Now, with that said, I think with Orange Nation in Denver, Colorado, if you're a Broncos backer, need to understand there's a couple people on the other side that's going to be looking for some Shawshank redemption, and number of them is Bradley Chubb. Now, my assessment of Bradley Chubb in his tenure in Denver, he had a stellar rookie year. Thing comes to my mind is that, unfortunately, him and Von Miller never really got to play side by side of each other how it was supposed to be played. Because that was injury between Bradley Chubb with his ACL situation he had early on in his career, and that was Von Miller the time that went off. They were never able to be on the field at the same time. That's what I think of Bradley Chubb. But make no mistake about it, Bradley looked like the rope, the writing was on the wall when they didn't really want to extend him in the whole contract situation. And I always knew he was going to be the most valuable piece to go ahead that they were willing to go ahead and cut loose and trade at the time. And I've said it before, I'll take Bradley. You initially traded Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. And I would take that trade seven days a week. Because the way I look at it, they wouldn't win anything and doing anything with Bradley Chubb on the roster anyway. But make no mistake about it, he's going to be trying to make a point. Now, Vic Vangio, Vic Vangio, he loves Bradley Chubb. I mean, he praised him more than he did Von Miller when he showed up to Denver. And you got to think, there was a time or a two-year stretch, Von Miller was the best pass rusher, hands down, defensive player in the league almost, to a short window of two or three years. Vic played up and gave more attention to Bradley Chubb. Bradley's been getting to the pre- he's been getting pressure to the quarterback the first two weeks. I believe just like that old cliche, when you play your former team, especially they trade. You don't think Bradley's been thinking about y'all trading me for a coach, regardless if it's a Super Bowl winning coach or how good Sean is. I got traded for a coach. He's going to be looking for blood. I think Vic is going to be out, but you know the great thing about it, and this is one of the luxuries of Denver having Sean Payton. He, he has seen a lot of these coordinators. Even somebody goes back a Vic that's old school. He's gone up against their defenses quite often. The year Vic Vangio was here in Denver, that's the year I think Sean Payton, the Saints, played Vic. They put up almost 300 yards on the ground in rushing against Vic's defense. And I've got a lot of respect for Vic Vangio's defense. So that's going to be one of the games within the games. Now, the one thing I do know about this offense early on, the first 10 or 15 scripted plays have been lights out for the, for the first two weeks. But that don't mean nothing. Because I remember there's a lot of coaches that have had that true where they script constantly. Shanahan, Mike Shanahan was one of those. But really it comes down to after those first 10 or 15 plays are scripted, now we got to play some football. Now we've got to make adjustments. Now you've got to have a quarterback to adjust. Those are also some of the things that have, you know, failed this team in the first two weeks. And I've admitted, this coach, as much as I love Sean Payton, this, him and the coaching staff has got out coached two weeks in a row in the second half. Call it fair. Now, there's some reasons to that. Because I think it's really more of the fact of there's a lot going on. There's a familiarity still having to be made out in regards to how Sean does things and all that. But that's just what the reality is. And there, and, and, and again, I said it yesterday, we can move on. But it's one of those situations where I don't think it's a lighter spot shining on anybody else. Okay. In Colorado. 
this weekend, for the exceptions of Coach Prime and the Buffaloes as they go to face Oregon. The other brother that's going to have the light shine on him, but it's going to be for different reasons than Prime, and that's Vance Joseph. Because it's even to the point, sometimes I don't like Vance's body language on the on the sideline. Sometimes Vance looks confused to me. Like, there's a miscovered Vance sitting there chewing this gum, looking at, with his shades on, and, and it, it just looks confusing sometimes to me. He's 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 got to work out. He's not all the way in my doghouse, but he's sleeping outside. He's not sleeping inside with the family. He's outside. And the weather's fitting to change, so we'll see if I can let Vance back in before it gets too cold out here as the weather gets ready to change. It's bearable right now because it's still warm in most places. He's got to show up, man. He's facing the cheetah, but he's got to get these guys to play. You cannot league. You cannot lead the league in points per possession, and there's some other categories too, and be 0-2 at starting at home and playing two teams that didn't make the playoffs. Now, I will tell you one of the games I'm eager to watch this weekend, which will be you know tomorrow's football Friday. So, you know, we've got a lot of college to get to, especially with this weekend, get more in-depth to Colorado and Oregon, uh, tell you where I think the thoughts are really about that game and how it's going to play out and where that's going to get won or lost. I think we've got two coaches in Notre Dame and Ohio State that are almost in similar situations, believe it or not, going into that game. Um, that's an interesting one. Um, but I will tell you, NFL, one of the games we'll be talking about that's interesting to me, and that's the Buffalo Bills traveling to the nation's capital and playing Washington. That's a very interesting game to me. Uh, possibly that's a game that most likely might end up on the foundation picks. You know, we're coming off of a, of a rough weekend, two and four, five and one overall the first week. So we're looking to bounce back on college and NFL. That's definitely one that will be on the scouting board. I don't know if it'll make the final cut, but that plus six and a half, you know, listen, man, I don't think Buffalo has proven to anybody yet offensively, especially on the road, that they should be a touchdown more favorite to anybody. And especially – this is going to be one of those games where we're going to be able to see Josh Allen's decision-making because I do believe Washington Commanders, their their front they got is kind of – it's being not paid attention too much because the other team in the division is sucking all the air up defense, rightfully so, because they're playing like it. They deserve it, speaking of the Dallas Cowboys defense. but um, and, and that's why I was encouraging the way the Denver's offensive line handled the Commanders for the first half. And then the next second half, I don't know if they just got tired. I don't know, you know. But that, that's one of the games I'll definitely have on my radar. 877-37-GRIND. All right. Um, sticking to the football theme before I, you know, kind of transition a little bit to a couple things I want to get to, especially that poker story. It's just terrible. Um, Devontae Adams. Uh, we know he took a vicious hit last Sunday. Uh, in that Buffalo Bills game. You know, Raiders were down in the red zone. Uh, Devontae Adams ran a route. Um, he was going to catch. It was one of these safeties uh, that really just ran from one side of the end zone to another uh, and just laid a hit on me. Talking about Taylor, uh, Taylor Rapp, safety for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Devontae kind of went in on him, you know, a few days. He had a press conference yesterday, first time coming back, meeting the media. On Wednesdays like they do. And he just said, hey, this player's out of control. 
You know, he kind of took a jab at him, say, hey, maybe he can find more plays on the field if he learns how to play control. He goes, I know some guys have to play like that, but just really went into him, you know, in a nice, not not a nice, but a professional kind of way. But he thought it was a cheap shot. Um, you know, you got to wonder. I think Devontae Adams is a veteran where I don't know a hit like that. I don't see that, you know, affecting him too much going forward. Uh, but you have to really you, – if you're a player and you get – especially a receiver, you feel like you got lit up like that and you're going to talk about that, especially when you're talking about a football that's a, a man's game, a physical game, you play with honor. To go up and say that basically trying to give – because some people can perceive it like, damn, Devontae, you know, buckle up, you know, get tough. Like, why are you still tough? But, you know, you know you've gotten hit and you think it's a cheap shot that might could have cost you your career, put you out for weeks – you know, I, I don't have a problem with Devontae speaking on it. I just it's weird with Devontae. He used to he spoke in his mind more being in the desert in Vegas than he ever did with Green Bay. And and I don't think that necessarily has to do because oh well that's Aaron Rodgers there, Cal. No, it's just something that's changed since he's gotten back close to home in the desert. But he talks I mean, he, he's he's acting remember he pushed the cameraman down last year doing a Monday night or Sunday night game. I mean he's just been more bold. Just my opinion. 877-37-GRIND. Um, also, um, before we switch gears, Travis Kelsey. I had it on the docket yesterday because his brother came out and pretty much just, you know, went to Kashi 69 and said, yeah, man, my brother, he's dating this real. They're dating, he's dating Taylor Swift. Now, there was, a, there was a picture. I don't know if it was TMZ picture that surfaced. I think I saw Travis Kelsey getting out the jet with uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, you know, everybody knows she's on this massive tour right now. Uh, well, yesterday, Travis Kelsey confirmed, like, yeah, we're just seeing where things are going. Not worried about Andy Reid. Not worried about Patrick Mahomes. They chasing greatness. I told you, this team done a lot more visible stuff, TV commercials, I mean, more than they did the first trip. And, I, and this is stuff I was telling y'all in June, July. Travis Kelsey, at, like, it's to the point where Travis Kelsey has really put a target on his back, in my opinion, in regards to how visible. We know he can talk the junk with the best of them. But let's not, let's not, let's not fool ourselves. This Kansas City Chiefs offense has been nothing to write home about in the, in the first two weeks of the season. Jacksonville should have won that game last, last week. They just couldn't cash in the red zone. Kansas City's offense has not looked good. Now, it's early. Now, let me tell you something, too. It's funny how things work. If I'm not mistaken the guy that I just spoke about a couple segments ago that had his hands a little bit for a little bit on Justin Fields. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Matt Nagy's ass find himself back as the coordinator in the, at Kansas City? Isn't that the coordinator? Yeah, he was, uh, I think, quarterback's coach uh, last year. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, the enemy going over to Washington, oh. Nagy mm-hmm. gets promoted. It's so funny how things can, you know, how life can be. My, I'm, guilt, I'm putting myself in this guiltiest charge Spent years just discrediting the brother Eric B. Me included. Raise my hand. Black on black crime. 
Oh, he ain't calling the plays. It ain't him. It's Andy. It's Andy, which I still feel today. Wouldn't that be something that while we're all in the hoopla, you know, Travis is at Taylor Swift tour with him, holding her bags, you know, cut his little mustache all cute for Taylor. You know, he, you see Travis Kelsey wearing a different type of mustache, you know. Maybe Taylor told him, hey, you look good with a mustache. You know, he's all cute, carrying bags. Little do we not know, the reason why this offense looks a little bit slow out the gate is because they're missing Eric B. And they've got Nagy. Just an observation early. I think because they are the defending champions, because they proved that they can make this thing survive without the cheetah and go on and win a ring, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. But I've told y'all before, I call it and I follow it the way I'm seeing and what I'm seeing. And right now, Travis Kelsey is pretty much what they're going to be leaning on. Okay? But hey, he's got dating one of the hottest stars right now, I guess, one of the pop stars, you know? Yeah. Is his belly full? We'll see. I'll have him under the microscope. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spin the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix, made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we have been broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. All right, two words are key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. They have a tr- uh, they have a lot of variety pre-made alcoholic drinks that come in different flavors. Make sure you check that out. And don't forget, man, even though we're cooling down now, I tell you, they still their blazing Bloody Mary mix is still blazing, but b- b- blazing. 
All right. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. And always don't forget to Zing Zang Responsible. Um, okay, a couple things that we'll try to zoom through here before we get out of here. Um, one, I want to, because, you know, again, um, I want to talk about, well, first of all, let me just, the college seat, we're going to break everything down. I thought it was interesting, uh, the GOAT, Nick Saban, uh, commented on Dion. Um, and pretty much just said, without going into detail, he just said, hey, he's a good coach. He can really coach. Um, I think that's important. And that's, that's a look. I understand they've got, you know, they've got an Affleck commercial together. They probably did some time. You know, I haven't yet, believe it or not, I didn't really sit down and watch the prime 60 minutes interview. But I did hear some of it uh, talking about, you know, the, you know, being around Nick Saban and trying to absorb all that, that knowledge, everything he can think of, you know, why he's been around Nick. So they do have some type of relation, but I think when you're Nick Saban and you've accomplished with Nick and you have this thing that looks different, speaking of Colorado football, like it's, it's not what Nick is used to, but when you, and when I say different, meaning the way it was structured, the what's going on, you know, and, and I think really the truth of it is, and I mess, I think I messaged Casey Robb this last week. I was like, yo, like D- Coach Prime, like honestly, Colorado, if you look at their games and you look at the fan for whatever, I mean, I've said this before, but the U, I mean, it's it really reminds me of really what the University of Miami used to be like back in the 90s. Uh, but he's kind of put his mix. But when you have a credit, a validation from a guy like Nick Saban, it tips your hat because I think a lot of people out there still because he's so outspoken and do you believe and we're coming and you know it's personal I think that gets overshadowed by you know what I mean you can define what you think of as a good coach or what the characteristics characteristics make of a good coach um, but he is that I think one thing that he mastered that even can stick out more than X's and O's and strategy is he's done a hell of a job just assembling the right coaching staff around him and not everybody can do that all the time that easy as well too so that's that but we'll break down that matchup tomorrow uh, we've got three or four key matchups I want to look at tomorrow we'll have another edition of the foundation picks uh, see if we can bounce back from a two and four went five and one uh, if you're not following me on Twitter make sure you do that note a couple of you people picked up on the Twitter world uh, that's at sports grind because uh, we released those on Saturday morning I mean I'll tell them on the show unless we just run out of time but they're always up on Twitter and through Facebook stories on Saturday morning um, but a couple things before we get out of here uh, the World Series of Poker okay um, I don't know how to play poker to a certain extent I mean I kind of know but I'm never you know not a guy that you're going to catch uh, playing poker at your local poker rooms. Uh, you know, got a good relationship with one of the owners uh, that uh, established one of the big ones down here that used to be on our program. Um, but I know, even before that, I know what the World Series of Poker has been about. Going back to, uh, I think, uh, what's my man's name? Fellman, uh, not Fellman. Um, he's one of the famous poker players, I forgot. Um, he's one of the first ones I even remember seeing it. Um, the bottom line is the one thing, if you even a passerby or poker, you know, the world series of poker for y'all that don't know the world series of poker's purse has grown tremendously over the last 
you know, 15, 10 years. And, and really, I think the online video poker in the early 2000s is really what exploded Texas Hold'em. And really what added the purse to people, you know, you can go back to the brunt, of course, the Godfathers, the Brunsons, you know, and all that, uh, rest his soul. But the truth of the matter is, is that the online explosion of video poker really exploded in the early 2000s. And with that, it brought players from all over the world uh, to this big event of the World Series of Poker. Because I remember being through school, going through high school, and being a, and seeing this stuff on ESPN. And at that time, they were playing for a million dollars. And they bring the cash out the table the final day. Well, those purses has continually to grow, to grow, to grow. And along also what has grown is the entry fee that you've got to get to get at the table to play this tournament. The last time I checked, even a couple years ago, I don't know if it's changed, but I know we got up to where it's about ten grand for a seat or entry free. Am I uh, am I off or that's what it was this year too? Okay, yeah. yeah, okay. So it's been about ten grand for a while. Well, there's a story I came across on USA Today, and um, there was a gentleman. What's this man's name? Do you have his name, Jonas? Yeah, and the the story is actually from the Review Journal. You know, everybody's okay. picked it up. The Las but, Vegas Review Journal. But the Journal. original, they they were the originals. Ran with it. Okay. Yeah, they did the the interview with them and everything like that. Uh, but Rob Mercer of Vallejo, California. Rob Mercer. First of all, that's just a name that sounds shady. Anyway, I mean, if you look at um, Brothers, have I'm you ever seen that movie? Shady. Well, I just think of when I saw Brothers, you know, with uh, my man Mark Wahlberg and everything, that crazy family, they were the Mercer boys. Mercer just basically comes down to somebody that probably just just shady. I don't know. It just sounds it. You know, I'm sorry. I apologize if I stereotyped. I mean, it won't be. I mean, it probably won't be my first last. I probably got it the least. I mean, I'm 46 years old, and I've been I've probably been out in the adult probably since really doing things. Since 2023, so I've had over 20 years of being stereotyped, just a tad there and there, you know. So, okay, I apologize. Anyway, the point of this, this story goes that this man, a poker player, decided to, how can I get money for $10,000 to go compete in the World Series poker. Now, granted, if I'm not mistaken, the World Series of Poker's first place prize, I think they're up to damn near about what? Five point six, seven point five million dollars, somewhere around there, eight million. Yeah, uh, twelve million. In Look, fact. that lets you know I'm three years behind because that's the last time. So it's grown to twelve this million. This year's pri- grand prize was twelve point one. So for for a shot at this, to be at that table, this man decided to create a GoFundMe account and raise money to get in this tournament. And the, the reason he used is that he had colon cancer. Now, look, man, I understand there's some hustlers out there that got to make it legally or illegally that are in different conditions and stuff like that. But you have to be the lowest of low. First of all, that's a that's a big sign. He's a degenerate. That's number one. But you have to be the lowest of low. Not only just to go ahead and make up something and beg as a GoFundMe account, but to use excuse and say that you are fighting 
off and you need money raised to fight off colon cancer. Well, he came out clean and said that, you know what? It's awful what I did. I feel bad. I lied about it. And it's crazy because Jonas and I was talking about this a little bit off air. But when I'm reading this, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm reading the story. And I'm thinking like, when am I get to the point where authorities are going to be looking in? Or he's supposed to be this? Or he was told, nope. Nope. Just apologized and said, hey, I shouldn't have done it. That is absurd. Go ahead. In the Las Vegas Review Journal's story, um, Mercer was contacted by GoFundMe for violating its terms of service. Uh, while he says he has no plans to repay the amount, uh, a statement from GoFundMe said that uh, they have removed the fundraiser for violating the terms of service. All donors have been fully refunded. And Rob Mercer has been banned from using the program uh, platform for any future fundraisers. Additionally, GoFundMe cooperates with law enforcement investigations of those formally accused of wrongdoing. Well, they need to hurry up because Mr. Mercer, one of the Mercer boys, in my opinion, you have not only morally wrong, but you 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 defrauded people. That's the fraud. Now, I know Jonas and I was having a conversation. Jonas doesn't see it that way. Now, technically, I understand this conversation we had. I mean, you could technically say, okay, what is the law? This is a famous Calvin paraphrase here. Go for it. Well, no, I mean, just be transparent. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, even though I just did. But what I'm just saying, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, though, but you you don't, my whole point of bringing this is, so first of all, like I said, and I'm never one to go to their car, but it's well done. Look, dude, I lost a mom to cancer. I've got an older sister that's bonding cancer. I've got a dad that's basically survived prostate cancer, but he's still fighting. You know what I'm saying? This is something that, whether it's hit home to you or not, and, and cancer, you, if you hadn't hit your family, you know somebody it's affected. It's, it's not one of those like, hey, I'm, I'm so desperate. I'm going to get evicted. I, I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to do And I don't even think I would justify that. But yet and still, did, this is to get $10,000 to go sit there and try to make it to the final table and win $12 million. And this shows people that are addicts and degenerates, they will do desperate things in desperate situations. This guy, this is defrauding people. And this should be there. Even if the law doesn't show, and I understand GoFundMe saying we work with authorities. This should be something that's beyond, in my opinion, a civil suit. This is no different, in my opinion, than going and lying and basically defrauding, whether you want to say a Ponzi scheme or whether you want to say going into a bank and defrauding and stealing money. You use as the fact of all things that you needed cancer to raise 10000 So technically, what you're telling me, Jonas, is that GoFundMe has already going to say they refunded those money, but also Mr. Mercer, he did collect this money. How much did he end up raising? Uh, he raised twelve thousand five hundred. Um, he also received private donations off the pla outside of the platform. In total, again, according to the Review Journal story, Mercer received donations estimated to be valued between thirty thousand and fifty thousand dollars, including a suite at the Bellagio in July. And this guy's still a free man. It's still a free man. There's a brother somewhere in a holding cell right now, about 15 hours in, because the mother of his child is claiming that, you know what? He never paid me no child support. 
but they came and put, but got his ass real quick. There's a guy that went and used a public forum to gather money that we all have access to, but to sit up and lie and then basically get donations racking up to the thirty to fifty thousand dollar range, and he got to stay at the Bellagio luxury suite and this guy does an interview with a vegas or whatever outlet newspaper tv station whatever it is and he can live to walk about it and we don't hear nothing that there be that charge is going to be filed but you think that and not speak for yourself but saying you think i'm kind of overreacting you said this isn't the same thing as fraud again i don't i don't know exactly what gofundme's terms of service are uh obviously as gofundme said in the statement that you know he broke the terms of service uh, it, it's a scam, for sure. Uh, misrepresented a situation, flat out lied and saying. Now his whole thing is, well, you know, I was I was afraid to say that I uh, say that I might have you know breast cancer, you know, which is something you can get as a male. Um, and he, you know, that 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 was part of his reasoning behind his lie and deciding to go with stage four colon cancer. Jesus. Um, but. This is where GoFundMe and and I I applaud people's generosity. Right. You know, if you've got if you've got the means and you want to scroll GoFundMe or Kickstarter or any of these other platforms, um, OnlyFans, <laughs> and donate money Jeez. that you want to to whatever causes it is that you want to, that's your prerogative. Um. I feel like the catfishing has been. We we've seen movies about catfishing. We know about the whole online dating. It's buyer beware, right? You don't know what exactly is going on the other on the other side of this. That's fine. That's facts. So, for the donations, again, I, I'm glad that these people have it in their hearts that they want to give, uh, and he put together a really good story. Um, and, and unfortunately people got suckered into this. I'm glad that the platform is coming back and giving them their money, especially because this guy is saying that he doesn't want to. I mean, I, I feel like that's where, that's where we get to a point of this being really ugly is him saying that he's not even going to give the money back. So the question is, don't you think he should be in jail for this? And there should be a law with this because I, I don't think, you know, Basically, being a female and saying that you are a size four and measurements of a such in 36, 34 to on your profile. And then basically you get there and all of a sudden really it's, you know, precious. I don't think you should go to jail for just basically trying to, you know, get somebody to say, hey, learn the real me. This is what you think, but I got to get you there. That's different. This is putting a ski mask on and basically defrauding somebody on the level of a Ponzi scheme or a scheme. You're just using a platform that is legal to use and I do agree with you you should be cautious of just donating money I mean even stuff you see on forget go for me even stuff you see on info commercials at night you know I'm always skeptical of people that use pets and all this to donations or whatever you know hell even that pillow guy makes me sit there and think that guy's shady Mr. Pillow Guy because he started getting shoes and socks and all. come on man I thought you were the pillow expert it's the fraud you got to be careful but at the end of the day this is fraud it, it, this, it, it, this, a, is, this is stealing. It's a scam for sure. Did he? He, he stole people's money, but they gave it. To, they, the, the worst part is, is they gave it to him. People gave money to Madoff, Jonas. I get it. I get it. The I I don't know what the pretense is. What the, what the service is, again? What how the service works? I don't use this platform. 
Okay, I've, I've I can tell you two times that I've done it in terms of click somebody's link to donate because I personally know them. If it, when when I know people who are going who are battling situations, if I know them or I know somebody who knows somebody, I'm not talking seven degrees of Kevin Bacon here. <laughs> all right, but if I but but if it's close to me in my proximity and, and you know I, I'm I I feel like I'm a generous person. Sure, no, you, you are. know you are. But uh, I'm not scrolling in in. in, in $2,500 donations. But, um, but, but it's, I, it's whether you're buying a barbecue plate, you know, because somebody you're helping a family through a situation. You do it, you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart when you're donating money. You're not buying, you're not, you're not paying a financial advisor. Maybe I think that's what the Madoff situation was helping the, you know, them giving him their retirement money and him handling the accounts. And then he's really just funneling it off into this Ponzi scheme. You're doing it out of the goodness of your heart. And sometimes people take advantage of your kindness, and that's where you know one person said too. He's like, he he, he gave twenty five hundred dollars to this guy, and I don't know if that was a private donation because again, GoFundMe is refunding all this money, but it just sucks, man. It sucks. It's it, it's the world out there. If whether from from you know panhandling on the corner to again I, you know fundraisers right i know there's go fund me platform I, I know there's different levels and there's people who hustle every day i'm just saying that due to the fact that this has been a very popular platform for people to raise money for funerals surgeries emergency surgeries, i get it, it's been around for years but what i'm saying is just like we adjust the laws in different times and things evolve i think that there should be not even if it's not a law now maybe he gets to walk now just live in the misery of guilt and have to look at self every day but if you can do that you don't really give a damn it look it ain't hard to look at yourself every day if you can even get to do that and use cancer my point is they need to implement a law with this particular platform or platforms like that you come in and you use you you commit this type of fraudery or type of uh, delusion and use cancer you don't and it's for a poker for your game forget sorry man sorry sorry that's just my opinion but anyway all right man that is a wrap for today special thanks to producers of the show jonas clark all right, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, people up in Tyler, and people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you the snooze button before you're off the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging. It's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. 
Spec says you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.